The Second Part of Absalom and Achitophel by John Dryden. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Lines 491 to the end. To further this, Achitophel unites the malcontents of all the Israelites, whose differing parties he could wisely join for several ends to serve the same design. The best, and of the princes somewhere such, who thought the power of monarchy too much, mistaken men and patriots in their hearts, not wicked, but seduced by impious arts. By these the springs of property were bent and wound so high they cracked the government. The next, for interest, sought to embroil the state, to sell their duty at a dearer rate, and make their Jewish markets of the throne, pretending public good to serve their own. Others thought kings an useless heavy load, who cost too much and did too little good. These were for laying honest David by on principles of pure good husbandry. With them joined all the harangers of the throng that thought to get preferment by the tongue. Who follow next a double danger bring, not only hating David, but the king. The Solomean rout, well versed of old in godly faction, that in treason bold cowering and quaking at a conqueror's sword, but lofty to a lawful prince restored, saw with disdain an ethnic plot begun, and scorned by Jebusites to be undone. Hot Levites headed these, who, pulled before from the ark which in the judges' days they bore, resumed their cant, and with a zealous cry pursued their old beloved theocracy. Where Sanhedrin and priest enslaved the nation, and justified their spoils by inspiration. For who so fit for reign as Aaron's race, if once dominion they could found in grace? These led the pack, though not of surest scent, yet deepest mouthed against the government. A numerous host of dreaming saints succeed, of the true old enthusiastic breed. Against form and order they their power employ, nothing to build, and all things to destroy. But far more numerous was the herd of such who think too little and who talk too much. These, out of mere instinct, they know not why, adored their father's God and property, and by the same blind benefit of fate, the devil and the Jebusite did hate. Born to be saved, even in their own despite, because they could not help believing right. Such were the tools but a whole hydra more remains of sprouting heads too long to score. Some of their chiefs were princes of the land. In the first rank of these did Zimri stand, a man so various that he seemed to be not one but all mankind's epitome. Stiff in opinions, always in the wrong, was everything by starts and nothing long. But in the course of one revolving moon was chemist, fiddler, statesman, and buffoon, then all for women, painting, rhyming, drinking, besides ten thousand freaks that died in thinking. Blessed madman, who could every hour employ with something new to wish or to enjoy. Railing and praising were his usual themes, and both, to show his judgment, in extremes. So over-violent or over-civil, that every man with him was god or devil. In squandering wealth was his peculiar art. Nothing went unrewarded but desart. Beggared by fools, whom still he found too late, he had his jest, and they had his estate. He laughed himself from court, then sought relief, 
by forming parties, but could ne'er be chief, for spite of them the weight of business fell on Absalom and wise Achitophel. Thus, wicked but in will of means bereft, he left not faction, but of that was left. Titles and names twere tedious to rehearse of lords below the dignity of verse. Wits, warriors, commonwealthsmen were the best, kind husbands and mere nobles all the rest. And therefore, in the name of dullness, be the well-hung Balaam and cold Caleb free, and canting Nadab let oblivion damn, who made new porridge for the paschal lamb. Let friendship's holy band some names assure, some their own worth, and some let scorn secure. Nor shall the rascal rabble here have place, whom kings no titles gave, and God no grace. Not bull-faced Jonas, who could statutes draw to mean rebellion and make treason law. But he, though bad, is followed by a worse, the wretch who heaven's anointed dared to curse, Shimei, whose youth did early promise bring of zeal to God and hatred to his king, did wisely from expensive sins refrain, and never broke the Sabbath but for gain. Nor ever was he known an oath to vent or curse unless against the government. Thus heaping wealth, by the most ready way among the Jews which was to cheat and pray, the city to reward his pious hate against his master chose him magistrate. His hand a vair of justice did uphold, his neck was loaded with a chain of gold. During his office treason was no crime, the sons of Belial had a glorious time, for Shimei, though not prodigal of pelf, yet loved his wicked neighbor as himself. When two or three were gathered to declaim against the monarch of Jerusalem, Shimei was always in the midst of them, and if they cursed the king when he was by, would rather curse than break good company. If any durst his factious friends accuse, he packed a jury of dissenting Jews, whose fellow-feeling in the goodly cause would free the suffering saint from human laws. For laws are only made to punish those who serve the king, and to protect his foes. If any leisure time he had from power, because tis sin to misemploy an hour, his business was, by writing, to persuade that kings were useless and a clog to trade, and that his noble style he might refine, no Rechabite more shunned the fumes of wine. Chaste were his cellars, and his shrivel board the grossness of a city feast abhorred. His cooks, with long disuse, their trade forgot. Cool was his kitchen, though his brains were hot. Such frugal virtue malice may accuse, but sure twas necessary to the Jews. For towns once burnt, such magistrates require as dare not tempt God's providence by fire. With spiritual food he fed his servants well, but free from flesh that made the Jews rebel. And Moses' laws he held in more account for forty days of fasting in the mount. To speak the rest, who better are forgot, would tire a well-breathed witness of the plot. Yet, Korah, thou shalt from oblivion pass. Erect thyself, thou monumental brass. High is the serpent of thy metal made, while nations stand secure beneath thy shade. What though his birth were base, yet comets rise from earthly vapours ere they shine in skies. Prodigious actions may as well be done by weaver's issue as by prince's son. 
this arch attester for the public good by that one deed ennobles all his blood who ever asked the witnesses high race whose oath with martyrdom did stephen grace ours was a levite and as times went then his tribe were god almighty's gentlemen sunk were his eyes his voice was harsh and loud sure signs he neither choleric was nor proud his long chin proved his wit his saint-like grace a church vermilion and a moses face his memory miraculously great could plots exceeding man's belief repeat which therefore cannot be accounted lies for human wit could never such devise some future truths are mingled in his book but where the witness failed the prophet spoke some things like visionary flights appear the spirit caught him up the lord knows where and gave him his rabbinical degree unknown to foreign university his judgment yet his memory did excel which pieced his wondrous evidence so well and suited to the temper of the times then groaning under jebusitic crimes let israel's foe suspect his heavenly call and rashly judge his writ apocryphal our laws for such affronts have forfeits made he takes his life who takes away his trade were i myself in witness chorus placed the wretch who did me such a dire disgrace should whet my memory though once forgot to make him an appendix of my plot his zeal to heaven made him his prince despise and load his person with indignities but zeal peculiar privilege affords indulging latitude to deeds and words and cora might for agag's murder call in terms as coarse as samuel used to saul what others in his evidence did join the best that could be had for love or coin in cora's own predicament will fall for witness is a common name to all surrounded thus with friends of every sort deluded absalom forsakes the court impatient of high hopes urged with renown and fired with near possession of a crown the admiring crowd are dazzled with surprise and on his goodly person feed their eyes his joy concealed he sets himself to show on each side bowing popularly low his looks his gestures and his words he frames and with familiar ease repeats their names thus formed by nature furnished out with arts he glides unfelt into their secret hearts then with a kind compassionating look and sighs bespeaking pity ere he spoke few words he said but easy those and fit more slow than hybla drops and far more sweet i mourn my countrymen your lost estate though far unable to prevent your fate behold a banished man for your dear cause exposed a prey to arbitrary laws yet oh that i alone could be undone cut off from empire and no more a son now all your liberties a spoil are made egypt and tyrus intercept your trade and jebusites your sacred rights invade my father whom with reverence yet i name charmed into ease is careless of his fame and bribed with petty sums of foreign gold is grown in bathsheba's embraces old exalts his enemies his friends destroys and all his power against himself employs 
he gives and let him give my right away but why should he his own and yours betray he only he can make the nation bleed and he alone from my revenge is freed take then my tears with that he wiped his eyes tis all the aid my present power supplies no court informer can these arms accuse these arms may sons against their fathers use and tis my wish the next successor's reign may make no other israelite complain youth beauty graceful action seldom fail but common interest always will prevail and pity never ceases to be shown to him who makes the people's wrongs his own the crowd that still believes their kings oppress with lifted hands their young messiah bless who now begins his progress to ordain with chariots horsemen and a numerous train from east to west his glories he displays and like the sun the promised land surveys fame runs before him as the morning star and shouts of joy salute him from afar each house receives him as a guardian god and consecrates the place of his abode but hospitable treats did most commend wise issachar his wealthy western friend this moving court that caught the people's eyes and seemed but pomp did other ends disguise kitophel had formed it with intent to sound the depths and fathom where it went the people's hearts distinguish friends from foes and try their strength before they came to blows yet all was coloured with a smooth pretence of specious love and duty to their prince religion and redress of grievances two names that always cheat and always please are often urged and good king david's life endangered by a brother and a wife thus in a pageant show a plot is made and peace itself is war in masquerade o oh, foolish israel never warned by ill still the same bait and circumvented still did ever men forsake their present ease in midst of health imagine a disease take pains contingent mischiefs to foresee make heirs for monarchs and for god decree what shall we think can people give away both for themselves and sons the native sway then they are left defenceless to the sword of each unbounded arbitrary lord and laws are vain by which we right and joy if kings unquestioned can those laws destroy yet if the crowd can judge of fit and just and kings are only officers in trust then this resuming covenant was declared when kings were made or is forever barred if those who gave the sceptre could not tie by their own deed their own posterity how then could adam bind his future race how could his forfeit on mankind take place or how could heavenly justice damn us all who ne'er consented to our father's fall then kings are slaves to those whom they command and tenants to their people's pleasure stand add that the power for property allowed is mischievously seated in the crowd for who can be secure private right if sovereign sway may be dissolved by might nor is the people's judgment always true the most may err as grossly as the few 
and faultless kings run down by common cry for vice, oppression, and for tyranny. What standard is there in a fickle rout which, flowing to the mark, runs faster out? Nor only crowds, but sanadrins may be infected with this public lunacy, and share the madness of rebellious times to murder monarchs for imagined crimes. If they may give and take whene'er they please, not kings alone, the godhead's images, but government itself at length must fall to nature's state where all have right to all. Yet grant, our lord the people, kings can make. What prudent man a settled throne would shake? For whatsoe'er their sufferings were before, that change they covet makes them suffer more. All other errors but disturb a state, but innovation is the blow of fate. If ancient fabrics nod and threat to fall, to patch the flaws and buttress up the wall, thus fought his duty. But here fix the mark, for all beyond it is to touch our ark. To change foundations, cast the frame anew, his work for rebels who base ends pursue. At once divine and human laws control, and men the parts by ruin of the whole. The tampering world is subject to this curse, to physic the disease into a worse. Now what relief can righteous David bring? How fatal tis to be too good a king? Friends, he has few so high the madness grows, who dare be such must be the people's foes. Yet some there were, even in the worst of days. Some let me name, and naming is to praise. In this short file, Barzillai first appears, Barzillai crowned with honour and with years. Long since, the rising rebels he withstood in regions waste beyond the Jordan's flood. Unfortunately brave to buoy the state, but sinking underneath his master's fate. In exile, with his godlike prince he mourned, for him he suffered and with him returned. The court he practised, not the courtier's art, Large was his wealth, but larger was his heart, which well the noblest objects knew to choose, the fighting warrior and recording muse. His bed could once a fruitful issue boast, now more than half a father's name is lost. His eldest hope, with every grace adorned, by me, so heaven will have it, always mourned, and always honoured, snatched in manhood's prime by an equal fate's and providence's crime. Yet not before the goal of honour won, all parts fulfilled of subject and of son. Swift was the race, but short the time to run. O oh, narrow circle, but of power divine, scanted in space, but perfect in thy line. By sea, by land, thy matchless worth was known, arms thy delight, and war was all thy own. Thy force infused, the fainting Tyrians propped, and haughty Pharaoh found his fortunes stopped. O ancient honour, O unconquered hand, whom foes unpunished never could withstand. But Israel was unworthy of thy name, short as the date of all immoderate fame. It looks as heaven our ruin had designed, and durst not trust thy fortune and thy mind. Now free from earth, thy disencumbered soul mounts up and leaves behind the clouds and starry pole. From thence thy kindred legions mayst thou bring to aid the guardian angel of thy king. Here stop my muse. 
Here cease thy painful flight. No pinions can pursue immortal height. Tell good Barzillai thou canst sing no more, And tell thy soul she should have fled before. Or fled she with his life, And left this verse to hang On her departed patron's hearse. Now take thy steepy flight from heaven, And see if thou canst find on earth another he. Another he would be too hard to find. See then whom thou canst see not far behind. Zadok the priest, whom shunning power and place, His lowly mind advanced to David's grace. With him the Sagan of Jerusalem, Of hospitable soul and noble stem. Him of the western dome, whose weighty sense flows in fit words and heavenly eloquence. The prophet's sons, by such example led, to learning and to loyalty were bred, for colleges on bounteous kinds depend, and never rebel was to arts a friend. To these succeed the pillars of the laws, who best could plead and best can judge a cause. Next them a train of loyal peers ascend, Sharp-judging Adriel, the muse's friend, himself a muse in Sanhedrin's debate true to his prince, but not a slave of state, whom David's love with honours did adorn that from his disobedient son were torn. Jotham, of piercing wit and pregnant thought, imbued with nature and by learning taught to move assemblies, who but only tried the worse a while, then chose the better side, nor chose alone, but turn the balance, too, so much the weight of one brave man can do. Hushai, the friend of David in distress, in public storms of manly steadfastness. By foreign treaties he informed his youth, and joined experience to his native truth. His frugal care supplied the wanting throne, frugal for that, but bounteous of his own. Tis easy conduct when exchequers flow, but hard the task to manage well the low. For sovereign power is too depressed or high when kings are forced to sell or crowds to buy. Indulge one labor more, my weary muse, for Amiel. Who can Amiel's praise refuse? Of ancient race by birth, but nobler yet in his own worth, and without title great. The Sanhedrin long time as chief he ruled, their reason guided, and their passion cooled. So dexterous was he in the crown's defense, so formed to speak a loyal nation's sense that, as their band was Israel's tribes in small, so fit was he to represent them all. Now rasher charioteers the seat ascend, whose loose careers his steady skill commend. They, like the unequal ruler of the day, misguide the seasons and mistake the way, while he, Withdrawn at their mad labor smiles, And safe enjoys the Sabbath of his toils. These were the chief, A small but faithful band of worthies In the breach who dared to stand And tempt the united fury of the land. With grief they viewed such powerful engines Bent to batter down the lawful government, A numerous faction, With pretended frights in Sanhedrins To plume the regal rights, the true successor from the court removed, the plot by hireling witnesses improved. These ills they saw, and as their duty bound, they showed the king the danger of the wound, that no concessions from the throne would please, but lenitives fomented the disease, that Absalom 
ambitious of the crown, was made the lure to draw the people down. That false Achitophel's pernicious hate had turned the plot to ruin church and state. The council violent, the rabble worse, that Shimei taught Jerusalem to curse. With all these loads of injuries oppressed, and long revolving in his careful breast the event of things, at last his patience tired, thus from his royal throne, by heaven inspired the godlike David spoke, with awful fear his train, their maker, in their master here. Thus long have I by native mercy swayed, my wrongs dissembled, my revenge delayed, so willing to forgive the offending age, so much the father did the king assuage. But now so far my clemency they slight, the offenders question my forgiving right, that one was made for many they contend, but tis to rule, for that's a monarch's end. They call my tenderness of blood my fear, though manly tempers can the longest bear. Yet, since they will divert my native course, tis time to show I am not good by force. Those heaped affronts that haughty subjects bring are burdens for a camel, not a king. Kings are the public pillars of the state, born to sustain and prop the nation's weight. If my young Samson will pretend a call to shake the column, let him share the fall. But, oh, that yet he would repent and live. How easy tis for parents to forgive. With how few tears a pardon might be won from nature pleading for a darling son. Poor pitied youth, by my paternal care raised up to all the height his frame could bear. Had God ordained his fate for empire born, he would have given his soul another turn. Gulled with a patriot's name, whose modern sense is one that would by law supplant his prince. The people's brave, the politician's tool. Never was patriot yet but was a fool. Whence comes it that religion and the laws should more be Absalom's than David's cause? His old instructor, ere he lost his place, was never thought endued with so much grace. Good heavens, how faction can a patriot paint? My rebel ever proves my people's saint. Would they impose an heir upon the throne? Let Sanhedrins be taught to give their own. A king's at least a part of government, and mine as requisite as their consent. Without my leave, a future king to choose infers a right the present to depose. True, they petition me to approve their choice, but Esau's hands suit ill with Jacob's voice. My pious subjects for my safety pray, which to secure they take my power away. From plots and treasons heaven preserve my years, but save me most from my petitioners. Unsatiate as the barren womb or grave, God cannot grant so much as they can crave. What then is left but with a jealous eye To guard the small remains of royalty? The law shall still direct my peaceful sway, And the same law teach rebels to obey. Votes 
shall no more established power control such votes as make a part exceed the whole no groundless clamours shall my friends remove nor crowds have power to punish ere they prove for gods and godlike kings their care express still to defend their servants in distress oh that my power to saving were confined why am i forced like heaven against my mind to make examples of another kind must i at length the sword of justice draw O oh, cursed effects of necessary law how ill my fear they by my mercy scan beware the fury of a patient man law they require let law then show her face they could not be content to look on grace her hinder parts but with a daring eye to tempt the terror of her front and die by their own arts tis righteously decreed those dire artificers of fraud shall bleed against themselves their witnesses will swear till viper-like their mother plot they tear and suck for nutriment that bloody gore which was their principle of life before their belial with their beelzebub will fight thus on my foes my foes shall do me right nor doubt the event for factious crowds engage in their first onset all their brutal rage then let em take an unresisted course retire and traverse and delude their force but when they stand all breathless urge the fight and rise upon em with redoubled might for lawful power is still superior found when long driven back at length it stands the ground he said the almighty nodding gave consent and peals of thunder shook the firmament henceforth a series of new time began the mighty years in long procession ran once more the godlike david was restored and willing nations knew their lawful lord end of absolute by john dryden recording by thomas copeland